Join me right now on Kumite TV is the Aftershock Flyweight Champion, Ryan Robertson. What's going on, Ryan? How you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Good, good, man. Uh, let's jump right into it. Your last fight in the cage, Aftershock 31. You had a rematch with Braden Graham. The first fight, you dominated, got the decision. But in the second fight, third round submission win for the title. Take us through that fight and the finish. Uh, yeah, so, well, to start with, like, I was healthy. We were both healthy. So our first fight, we were both really sick. Um, I ended up having food poisoning for the first fight. But, yeah, coming into the second fight for the Aftershock belt uh, or title, um, yeah, we are both really healthy. And, and uh, if I'm healthy, I feel like I'm unstoppable. So, um, yeah, I wanted to strike. And then uh, uh, later on, I got a little bit tired in the, in the round. And he, uh, I don't know, I just thought I'd go for a takedown and, and a dash choke. That's my... That's my bread and butter, so I'll catch that from anywhere. So, yeah, just set it up with a punch and sunk it in. It was good. If you look at the first fight, you had a few submission attempts in that one. And yeah. Did you learn from that, you know, from his, like, escapes and his, like, defense to be able to get that Darce easier in the second fight? Um, yeah, I, I did learn some things, but he changed for the second fight completely. Um, he was not the same fighter I fought the first time. Uh, striking, his striking was a lot better. He he never gave his back to me in the second fight, uh, where the first fight he he did, um, and I managed to take his back a lot in that first one. Um, so I had learned a lot from the first one. Like if I took his back on how I was going to finish him, uh, but in the second fight. No, he didn't give me his back at all. And I tried to force his back. I tried to set him up to take his back. But he was all over it and, you know, not give me that opportunity. So, yeah, I did learn a lot. But then I also had to change my game because he changed his. You know, he was so different. Well, it's always good to add another another belt to your collection, right? Yeah, it is. Always. It's always good. Now, what's going on with the Aftershock title? Is Aftershock continuing with more events? Because I heard, I saw that the owner of Aftershock is working with XFC now. So, is that some? Uh, what's going on with that? Yeah, that that was his last show working with Aftershock. So now he's uh, he's now in tied in with uh, XFC now. So, um, yeah, I I don't know if I'll be on Aftershock ever again, but uh, I'll definitely be. Around, around. There's a few things in talk, so I'll be around somewhere. But yeah, um, I can't say too much more about that. But of course, of yeah. course, man. You know, uh, last month you went to the One Warrior Series tryouts. How was that experience? Because it was an interesting experience. It, it was super interesting. Um, so like, I made, I, I pretty much made my my, my girlfriend Christy Obbs, um, made her. Uh, apply for it and um, I applied myself uh, so she got accepted pretty quickly um, I and and I was still waiting for like another week to hear uh, and I got knocked back and then uh, yeah so they said you needed a coach to hold pads for whoever gets accepted so I flew with her to Sydney to try it uh, for her to try out and um, 
yeah, that was really cool, really cool experience. I had some friends over there, so I got to catch up with some friends myself. And um, and then yeah, we we tried out and um, she she smashed it, really. Um, uh, yeah, I got I got to try out myself. Got to as I was warming her up, um, the boys, Rich Franklin and the team, come over to me and asked if I was trying out. I said uh, that I had applied, but got knocked back and then they said oh well we we want you to try out anyway so yeah I got the chance to try out really good experience um and Rich Rich is a cool guy he's a really down-to-earth cool cool guy so he's really good Christy she moves on right she gets a contract with one warrior series talk about her yeah. potential how good is she what is what is her ceiling all right uh her she has no ceiling. I believe she she will be the one championship champion uh, one day. And um, obviously, like all of us, we all got a little bit of work to go um, work on and and things like that. But sky's the limit for her. She she's amazing. She's a fast learner. She's dedicated. She's open minded. So you know she's not held back from you know oh well this doesn't work for me, so I'll never try it, you know, like, she's always there to learn and grow and, and be better, so, um, yeah, I see her being the one championship champion one day. For so, the yeah, people that have come. never, for the people that have never seen her fight, what type of fight does she bring in the cage? Uh, well, if you haven't seen her fight, you should definitely look her up, um, she's exciting to watch, uh, and you, and if you watch from fight to fight, you you just see the the growth that she has is like huge. You know, she's she's only been doing MMA for a year and a half. She was doing Muay Thai before that, so she's predominantly a striker. Um, but yeah, she's only been doing jiu-jitsu for a year and a half. She had four fights in one year of training jiu-jitsu, and uh, yeah, you just see her game. She held her own against. Um, uh, a girl, she did lose the match, but um, this girl was a blue belt, got a purple belt just after the fight. So, you know, she was pretty good, and uh, she couldn't submit Christy after a year of jiu-jitsu training. So uh, I, I think you give her another another year or two, and uh, she will be one championship champion for sure. So Christy, she yeah. is one of your fighters at Martial Arts and Fight Center, but you have so many other fighters underneath you. You're the head coach. You're an active fighter. You're the head coach of basically every martial art, right? There. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so, which is uh, incredible. Yeah, I've, got, I've got, yeah, I've got, um, oh, I think I think about 11, 11 active fighters right now. Um, so I, I coach boxing, jiu-jitsu, MMA and Muay Thai. Um, I've got, uh, yeah. I also got a coach myself, so I don't have a have a coach myself. Um, I work a day job, so it's a pretty hectic lifestyle. Um, we've got one one girl. She's going to fight for an Australian title in boxing. Um, I've got another another guy. He's he's turning pro um, on the same weekend. So and then I've got another guy who's doing a Muay Thai fight. Um, his first time fighting on the same weekend too. So I've got 
three people in three different states on the same weekend. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I've got like everyone, people fighting before, me fighting during. So it's pretty, pretty hard to juggle, but we get it done. Well, it's always, there's always action, I guess, at the gym, right? Yeah, yeah, always, always. Speaking of boxing, last weekend you were at Thunderdome 29, Dragonfire Boxing. You took on Richard yeah. Lockett for the featherweight title. Tell me about yeah. that uh, fight and, you know, what did you think of your performance? Um, it was a very frustrating fight. So, um... I, I didn't. I didn't win the fight. I, uh, I I lost that. He had a he had a good game plan that sort of nullifies boxing. Um, in a boxing fight, he's just very forward with with his head on your chest and and uh, you know people are like, oh, just angle out, just do this, just do that. It's uh, it's not that it's not that easy. So it, for me, my performance, like I was. I don't know. I, I was happy. I, I only did what I could do, you know. Like other than that, there's not really much else I could have done. I, I had a game plan. I thought, you know, if he comes in and does what he does, I'll just tie him up, and the ref can break us, and then we can go back to boxing. But uh, yeah, I, every, I got told off every time I grabbed, I tied him up, so I had to try and deal with it. I try to use some wrestling in my boxing to slip under his arms and angle out and try and hit him, but. Yeah, it was just a frustrating fight. So, um, yeah, oh well, we can get paid, move on, and uh, get ready for the next next one that's on, which is obviously the the MMA fight on Hex. Yeah, oh, exactly. Had three weeks later, right? You got a fight coming up, Hex Fight yeah. Series eighteen. You're facing Jordan O'Connor. Thoughts of him as an opponent? Um, so the first time I saw him fight was the first time I fought Braden. Afterwards, I went out and just watched the fights, and uh, I watched him fight. I was really impressed with his striking, um, and just him as a fighter. He was he was actually pretty good. So uh, he yeah he he's good good striker. I think he just lacks a little in his wrestling and his jujitsu. Um, got good wrestling defense and good jujitsu defense, uh, which I noticed when he fought Mitchell Burkett. Uh, but yeah, like yeah, he's good. He's well rounded, but I'm just better everywhere so yeah Mitchell Burkett he is known for his jiu-jitsu but he yeah. couldn't put away O'Connor what do you nah. what, what how do you, why do you feel that you can put away O'Connor on the ground because everybody knows that his only loss is a submission is there a massive hole in his grap in the grappling department for him uh no not a massive hole not not at all um but Look, if you look at it, I'm I'm taller. I'll be stronger than him. I've never gone against a flyweight who has been physically stronger than me. I've always been stronger, um, so I'm taller. I've got I definitely have a longer reach than him. I'm stronger. I've got more power in my shots. My wrestling is really good. My jujitsu is really good. Um, I think it just it, it's better than his. I think I'm just better than his him in every aspect um not that he's a bad fighter it's just i think i'm just better everywhere and i've never lost a striking match against someone shorter than me so yeah i'm pretty confident everywhere it goes really 
do you have a training camp? Because, you know, we mentioned earlier that you are the head coach. You just had a boxing match. Do you prepare for the boxing match and then switch it up for the MMA fight in your training? What is, how do you manage all of that? Okay, so pretty much I don't train for fights. I do, but I don't. So my training basically consists of me teaching a technique, and that's it. And then I'll, I'll do some fitness. I'll do some running with everyone as well. So um, I'll, I'll get some pads in here and there. I get a roll in here and there. But that's pretty much, that's pretty much all my training that happens for all my fights. Um, and, yeah, like I think just as long as I'm fit, I'm, I'm, I've got the skill to win. It's just making sure that I'm fit enough, uh, which we do fitness outside of the gym. So like, that's majority of my training is fitness training over technique and stuff like that and pad work and that but uh but yeah i it's really it is hard it's hard to juggle um yeah and if, if the guys don't have fights coming up then i can train a bit more i can jump in the class and people can hold pads for me and and i can roll a lot more but if i got other people fighting and have fights coming up i'll I'll generally look after them first before myself. So, yeah, wow, that's pretty hard. A, that's, a, that's a very uh, selfless act, especially with a fight coming up. But do you feel that that allows you to kind of be fight ready all the time? Yeah, well, I think look, I think drills are more important than than sparring and and rolling. Like, definitely have to spar and roll for timing and stuff like that. But I think drills are way more important. Than, than anything so when I drill like I might teach the technique but I'm drilling all the time so in a way I'm training all the time but uh, I, I don't have anyone looking at me from the third point of view going oh look your hands are a little low or you know you're, you're bent over you know your, your balance is off so I, I sort of miss out on that a little bit but yeah just got to do what you could do. What you, yeah, got to do what you got to do uh, with what you can do. You know, like just work with it. Really, definitely. Well, Connor, he is one of the up and coming prospects in Australia. A win over him. Yeah. Where does that put you in the rankings? I have no idea. I have no idea how that works. Um, but <clears throat> look, I, I rankings. One, because I don't know how it works, so I don't really care too much about it. Um, people say, you know, people want to be ranked number one, but they pick and choose all their fights, you know, to be there, where I've not once ever chosen a matchup to fight. I've never, you know, like, the only time I've turned a match down is if I can't make the fight, you know. Like, um, so other than that, people... Promoters have rang me up and gone, oh, I've gone, oh, yeah, I can fight on your show. Um, if you get a match for me, awesome. And they'll ring me up and go, oh, will you fight this guy? Yes, of course I'll fight him. I said, I'll be there for that date. If he's in my weight class and he wants to fight, I'm there. You know, I'd never pick or choose any anybody. So, yeah, I think that's – so ranking-wise, I you know, I'll make it to the top because I'll fight them all. I'll beat them all. So, Eventually, I'll get there. Well, it all starts this year, March 29th, Hex Fight Series 18. 
Melbourne, Australia. Thank you for your time, Ryan, and uh, good luck to you. No worries. Thank you very much.